Yechezkel chapter 24 begins, Vayidvar Hashem Eloi, Bashana Hatshiit, Bachodesh Asiri, Bahasor Lachodesh Lemar, in the ninth year, on the tenth day of the tenth month, the word of God came to me, Ben Adam. O human being, O mortal, record this date, this exact day. For this very day, the king of Babylon has laid siege to Jerusalem. So this chapter, chapter 24, which is a very significant chapter in the book of Yechezkel, it begins by telling us that this particular day, Yechezkel is told, is a day of great significance. The king of Bavel, king of Babylon, has laid siege to Jerusalem. This chapter has two parts to it. The first part is the image of a pot, a cauldron, put on the fire. Yechezku uh, is told to put the cauldron on the fire. Shefot hasir shefot, gam yatsok bomayim, pour water into it, collect collect pieces of meat, every choice piece, the best cuts, the best of the flock, and he goes on. And then, so the cook is going to cook some very fine meat. That's how it starts. But then, in verse number 6, so the point here is, in verse number 6, woe to the city of blood. Now, Yir HaDamim we've encountered earlier in Yechezkel, the city of blood. Here, once again, we come back to the theme of the city of blood. But the point over here is that this fine meat has within it filth. And... Presumably, in the act of cooking, the filth will rise to the top, be taken away. That's, one, that's what one thinks might happen, but it doesn't happen. And in point of fact, in verse number 7, So here, it's actually very interesting, it comes back to something we've encountered many times in Yechezkel. The filth, the part of the cooking that's not eaten, which turns out to be the primary part of the meat. The central part is the filth. But it's compared here in verse number 7 to the city that has blood within it. And it's very striking. The blood is within it. It's set upon a bare rock. She did not pour it out on the ground to cover it with earth. Now, the idea of covering the blood with earth is actually a verse in the book of Ayikra and a mitzvah called Kisui Hadam. The Torah says if one slaughters a wild animal, a bird, the blood has to be covered with earth. The domestic animals, the blood is thrown on the, on the altar. When it comes to the animals that are not sacrifices, typically, the chaya is not a sacrifice, the ov, then you cover up the blood. So over here, Yechezkel, the priest, once again chooses this image 
of covering up the blood. Covering up the blood, Pyecheskel in this chapter, in the first part of chapter 24, means somehow ridding oneself of the blood, ridding oneself of the guilt, correcting one's ways. But in point of fact, the blood is there. The blood cannot be gotten rid of. And that's the idea of the first part of chapter 24 in this horrific prophecy that the city will be burnt down because the filth, the part within it that is not good, can't be gotten rid of. There's too much of it. And therefore, no matter how much you try to burn it out and cook it out, it still remains. So the image of the God whose fury, the fire of God, the fury of God, will destroy the city, will burn the city. There's a sense that the burning, the fire, might have purified the city. We had that image earlier. But in the first part of chapter 24, the city is beyond redemption. That's the first part of chapter 24. The second part of chapter 24, part 2, which begins in verse 15, there's a difference. There, Bidvar Shem Ben Adam, so Yechezkel is told that his beloved, the delight of his eyes, will be taken away from him, his wife, presumably. And he is commanded here not to, not to mourn. You shall not lament or weep or let your tears flow. Hey, Anek Dom. Hey, I know, moan, be troubled, dome in silence. Metim, metim evel, lotase. Do not act as a mourner acts after one has died. Piercha chavosh alecha. Put on your turban. Put on your hat. Naucha tosim baraglecha. Put on your shoes. Lotatel safam. Do not cover up your face. Do not eat the bread of others. So it's very interesting over here that in the book of Yechezkel we get a sense about some mourning practices. You're not to mourn. You are to mourn silently, quietly. But the acts of the mourner you are not to observe. The mourner takes off the mourner's shoes. You put on your shoes. The mourner wears torn garments. Interesting is that in the Talmud, the Talmud speaks of the mourner not putting on tefillin for the first day of mourning, not wearing tefillin. The tefillin are called pe'er, beauty. And the mourner is not to wear that which suggests beauty. Yechezkel does wear pe'er, pe'ercha chavosh alecha, because he's not to be a mourner. doesn't act the role of mourner. That's the practice many have on Tishabav. That in the morning service of Tishabav, you don't put on tefillin. Only in the afternoon, because the first part of Tishabav in the daytime is like the first day of morning, the first three days of morning. So the practice is that the first day of morning not to put on tefillin. That's the common practice on Tishabav. A Tishabav morning not to wear tefillin. So Yechezku is told essentially not to observe, not to perform acts of mourning. Do not eat the bread of others. There was a practice and is a practice that perhaps the first meal or the first day 
that the mourner does not partake of his own food, but rather others bring him food. And presumably others bring him food is part of the mitzvah, the commandment to console the mourner. But Yechezkel was to have no consolers. And I believe here in the chapter there's a suggestion that if nobody consoles you, if there are no consolers, you're not really a mourner. The practice of mourning, you mourn in silence. You cry in silence. But the idea of, of the practice of mourning, someone sits and others console. And Yechezkel is not to act as a mourner. Quite the opposite. And he says, I spoke to the people in the morning that night my wife died. I did what I was commanded to do. And the people said to me, why do you do this? Why this strange practice? In verse number 19, What is this? Why are you doing this? And Yechezkel says, this is the word of God. What I do, says Yechezkel, represents what you will do when you lose the delight of your eyes. Machmad Enechem. Machmad Enechem for Yechezkel was his wife. Machmad Enechem for the people is the temple. The temple is beloved by the people. And when you lose that temple, nobody will be able to mourn. Now why, when they lose the temple, will nobody be able to mourn? Presumably because there'll be no one to console. Because all of them will be mourners. Consolation is possible when one person mourns and others console. But if there's nobody to console, says Yechezkel, you can't really mourn. So that's the message over here. And Yechezkel, of course, and we've seen this before, acts out the prophecy. What is very striking, maybe we'll have opportunity to come back to this chapter again, to the story again. There's more to it. But just to conclude for now, at the end of the chapter, Yechezkel is told, in verse 25, Yechezkel was told by God, when I take away their strength, the source of their majesty, their joy, which is the temple, when I take that away from them, Somebody will run to you. A refugee will come and tell you this. And by Yomahu, on that day, Yipotach picha etaporit, utadaber velotelem od. From that point on, you can talk. Remember earlier in Yechezkel, he was told not to talk. Now, he does seem to speak. So how that works out precisely is a very good question. But he was told earlier not to speak until a sign is given. And this is the sign. After the destruction of the temple, Someone will come to you, you will begin to talk. And I would suggest, in concluding, that you will begin to talk means you will begin to talk consolation. In point of fact, and this is very important for the book of Yechezkel, chapter 24 is the last doom prophecy of Yechezkel. From this point on, it's not about the doom of Israel. Quite the opposite. There are chapters of consolation, chapters of rebirth. Now, the immediate set of chapters that follows are prophecies about other nations, which are a kind of doom prophecy for them. But as far as Israel is concerned, this is the turning point. This is the last doom prophecy of Yechezkel. Someday the refugee will come and tell you what happened to the delight of their eyes, and then, Yechezkel, you will begin to speak. That is to say, you will begin to console.